0: Hello, everybody. It's Graham. It's midday. It's Friday, which means I pretended to be frozen for a minute. There we go. <laughs> it's time for WoW Ergonomics. And uh, today, my special guest is do introduce yourself.
1: My name is Athel Forbes, and my business is AF Insights.
0: I love that. And she have got a great voice. You've got a great voice. Have you done radio before? Uh
1: yes, I do radio every Sunday.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um what's your radio show? Tell us about your radio show first.
1: Um yeah, so that was an accident really. Um and it just shows you like my whole life's know, an accident, and...
0: Apple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much my, the same, to be honest. Uh, but um it just shows you the power of networking in your business. So yeah. um I I co run a a networking group called linked online so we get loads of cool people in and one of the people in there had just bought a radio station and we were really quite friendly and then when he bought the radio station we started bumping ideas about things that he could do on his radio station that would give back you know on topics that might be useful to people to help them in their everyday lives so initially, he was wanting to do a little book called The Little Book of Hope. But I said, no, you're a radio station. It has to be the Hour of Hope. And in that hour, you give you know useful things to people. So we chatted about it um, a few times. And then he said, do you want to come and do it with me? I am like, "No, I I don't know anything. doing do no registration. How would I do it?" And he's like, Athol, as long as you had the right kit, it would be, you know, it would be fine, and you would be doing it with me." I'm like, "I don't know," um. But he's like, "I think you'd be fab." So, I did it, and I was terrified to start off with. You know, like every time I, I came you? on.
0: Yeah, can I ask you a mm-hmm. question? Did you have to learn to drive? Yes. Yes. You yeah. to drive. now drive for uh, those people that are listening stroke watching to this is um is a term used in radio and it's got absolutely nothing to do with uh getting in a car uh it's got everything to do with uh using the equipment in a radio station so it's all to do with driving the desk is what we mm-hmm. say. Um, mm-hmm. so you have in front of you you have a mixing desk and you have various bits and pieces buttons that you got to press and whatever so you you got taught all of that
1: no no i didn't get taught any of that he does all that all i have to oh, do he is does sh- he does all that yeah so like if he'd asked me to do any of that stuff graham i would have been like no <laughs> that's, that's the and most then, fun bit
0: though
1: like. oh no i would, like i think i would get he's he said to me oh you, you know i could teach you be." A presenter on here, if you want. And I said, "No, I don't think I'm quite ready for that. I'm okay to turn up and chat on a Sunday about topics no. that I know about, but but I don't know if I'm ready to upskill to that level yet. So anyway, that's what we do every Sunday. we um meet up and we have a chat about things that would help people. and And it's really funny, you know, when he first brought this idea into the radio, there was quite a lot of pushback against it. Um, really? Yeah, people didn't like people that were there because they're music guys. You know, I, I, the chatting is just something that you do in between the music. So um, they they kind of thought that the chatting wouldn't work. Um, but Hugh kind of stuck his guns and said. No, no, I I think this will work. And now we get really good feedback from the audience because the stuff that we're speaking about is real things that everybody goes through and experiences in their life. So that's, yeah, that's what I do with the radio show. Absolutely love it. Was terrified to start off with. Now I just go, can't wait. We're going to be speaking about a really interesting subject today.
0: Oh, that's good to know. Right, I've got a few questions based on that. Uh, And then we'll get talking about uh, what it is that you do on a (laughs) day-to-day basis but so the first thing is I love the fact that you actually at some kind of networking thing met somebody who said I've just bought a radio station and you trusted them Mm -hmm. because it's the weirdest thing for anybody to say to somebody in a way isn't it it's like you know I, I bought a radio station You don't just buy a radio station. I mean, did he? Did he just buy a radio station? He literally just had he ever done a radio station in his life before? Right. Okay. Weird. Really weird. Okay. What's the radio station called? It's
1: called Fylde Coast Radio. So it's based in Blackpool. Yeah. Which is hilarious because I'm up in Aberdeenshire. You know, I couldn't be further away.
0: Yeah. So you come in remotely on this. You, You. Yeah. Yeah, so you're on a telebalancing unit. There you are. Another piece mm. of kit for people to, to know. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. And uh, so, yeah, in terms of the type of radio, is that a community radio then? Is it.
1: I think it was to start off with, but now he's got uh, it's all Ofcom regulated and stuff, and it's now on DAB. So yep. he's, you know. Getting it to a better place, and they sell advertisement and things on it. Um, I think it's twenty four seven as well. It's on all the time. So, uh, yeah, like that's all I know about it. But I don't get into that. I just turn up. Well, we mm. podcast on a Tuesday, which is really good. Like we have a chat, and then we podcast, um, on a Tuesday. And usually on a Tuesday, we come up with ideas for what we're going to do on the show. And like this week, um we had a chat on Tuesday and we were planning to do another show that we had organised for this week. But technically, we couldn't make that work. So we had to pick another topic. And while we were chatting, he, Huel went, oh, this week needs to be about knowing your worth. And I what? said... He said that's the thread of the conversation that we've had today so that's our topic this week but we've got a huge list of ideas of things that we can talk about so sometimes we plan it up and up ahead but other times there'll be topics that come up during the week for both of us that then kind of bump what we we're going to do like we had one about boundaries a few weeks ago because both of us had had stuff where we had had to communicate boundaries to people and it won one case of it hadn't gone particularly well. um. So, you know, we both decided that that would be a really useful thing to give to people, you know, how to do boundaries well, because I think a lot of people struggle with it. So some of it's planned and some of it's we've got a list and we just have a chat on a Tuesday and decide what we're going to do that week.
0: Mm, I like it. Uh, we'll come back to boundaries thing because we're going to go through a little few things, obviously, that business owners are particularly bad at. And boundaries, I reckon, is probably one of them. A massive one, in fact. Uh just yeah. to, hello. I, I put his name up before, but hello to Gavin. They are. I'm driving Hi the Gavin. desk. You can see that I'm doing that now. I'm pressing the buttons whilst talking. It's a, for anyone that thinks that men can't multitask, they can. <laughs> Look at that. Simple as that. I can actually I uh, do the ironing at the weekend whilst doing the washing up and doing the uh, and doing the, the, the laundry. See, I can do all of those things. Yeah. yeah.
1: See, I just worry about the the whole heated appliance while you're multitasking worries me somewhat.
0: Does it? I, I I never get worried about that. In fact, also I tend to do some social media at the same time because uh, one of the <laughs> things I do on Twitter, um, hi guys on Twitter, because there will be people watching this on Twitter as well as LinkedIn, wow. is uh, and not not called Twitter anymore, obviously called X X uh, because it's X X it needs that isn't it when you click onto it it needs to go x <laughs> um but yeah one of the things to do is uh, quite often on the sunday is i do um my ironing theme tune for the week wow so, um I, I pick a song that you should iron to and uh, hmm. just trying encouraging i trying to encourage more men to do ironing oh yeah my husband doesn't do ironing but he's a See? farmer
1: my ho- my husband's What's a family? farmer. If What's it's that clean, it? that's a win.
0: Oh, right. Okay. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I get. I get it to some extent. Yeah. I mean, it's only—it's going to get covered in cow muck, isn't it, or whatever, anyway. So well, there you go. Um. It's a bit like people that iron socks. What's the point of it? No one sees your feet, oh. right? It's so daft. other
1: people iron. Be- do you iron bedding? Like some no. people iron bedding. No. I don't think there's any point in that either.
0: Well the best way to iron bedding is to Mm -hmm. iron it when it's on the bed if you're going to do it is to put it on the bed first then iron the bed isn't it obviously
1: oh my goodness I would end up burning myself or burning something else probably
0: so if you're going to do it you've got to buy yourself a portable iron that doesn't need the cord so that you can do the bed or get yourself a steamer that's another way of doing it or Mm. just roll about on the bed for a bit that does it I just get, I get, I've I got five children. I just get the children to roll up and down the bed. It just it oh, gets all the creases out.
1: Five? I've only got two, and I can hardly manage them, Graham.
0: Well, most two of them have gone now. Actually, one of them is back here because it's his birthday today. Happy birthday. <gasps> um, Happy birthday. Yeah, so he's celebrating his birthday. So he's back here so that he doesn't have to do his washing. Um, <laughs> in fact, he's brought it. It's just down to the side of me here. It, it becomes <laughs> collected later. Um, so that someone else can do that for him. That's what what (gasps) students do. They go to university and then come home so that people can do their washing.
1: Yeah. Um, I like like to see that you're setting my expectation of what will come, because my ones are only seven and nine at the moment. And I thought, once they go to university, that's it. You know, they won't need you anymore.
0: They definitely need you once they go to university. They still need you even when my eldest has just bought and that this does make me feel old I did a post on it on LinkedIn uh, this week but my eldest has just bought a house now that that to oh. me that does make me start to feel old um mm-hmm.
1: for about see, two seconds now
0: I feel young again that's fine so that's good
1: I did a post a couple of weeks ago about hand holding so the nine-year-old will hold my hand but as long as nobody nobody can see it Like, it's not to be done with anybody in, you know, anybody can see. Whereas my little one, who's seven, actively still holds my hand. But I know that I'm on borrowed time. You know, I know that it won't be that much longer before he won't want to be cuddling me all the time. He won't want to be holding my hand all the time. So I'm just enjoying every single second I can keep hold of that little mitt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, I'll, I'll tell you now that you'll still be able to hold the mitt. It's mm-hmm. just that the hand won't be in it any longer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one day you'll look down and the mitt will be there. The <gasps> hand, will, hand will have gone. Yeah, Sorry, sorry to, to tell you that.
1: I know, but the
0: other thing as well is,
1: the oh like, God. Harris has now started to get into the, you're embarrassing... You know, he's not uh, quite it, totally embarrassing. You know, like everything you say is stupid and like, don't walk beside me. You're so uncool. He's not quite got to that point, but I can see it coming. But it's worse. He's not so bad with me. He's worse with my husband. Mm. What What makes dads uncooler than mums?
0: Oh, because yeah, they're dads. Simple as. Is it? really? Yeah, it's really, really simple. Uh, and And especially for lads. The thing is, when you have a daughter, I, what I found is my daughter thinks I'm cool. Uh-huh. But lads, that, because because it's like them trying to look into their future and go, oh, no. Going <laughs> right. to be so, my dad. <laughs> exactly. And so, and there's like this innate thing in all of us where we like look at our parents and we go, I don't want to be like that. However cool mm. whatever they're doing might be, you mm-hmm. look at your parents and go, it's just an innate feeling don't want to be like that don't want to be like and so if you're the same sex as the the parent mm. you look at them and go no mm-hmm. no my my um 15 year old looks at me all the time just like which means not cool down not cool just don't don't say it that's enough, you know. He's very, he's very funny with it. I I, 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 just struggle to not snigger at his face when he's doing it. It's very, <laughs> very cool. In fact, we had that this morning. Uh, we, we still all sort of get into the one bed in the morning when it's someone's birthday mm-hmm. to open presents and whatever. Oh, and there was a point. At, at, there was a point at which my wife said something, um, which she thought was uncool, and um, I just looked at his face, and he was like like that uh, for all of those people listening I just made a, a, an expression which uh, which you probably know if you've got a teenage uh, son or daughter mm-hmm. and and we realized at that point that uh, he wasn't amused and then it became quite amusing anyway I've got one more question about the radio station and then we will move on I, pro- I promise I promise everybody I will move on um, and that is you say it's you know there's lots of musos there whatever, but in your program do you still play music? Do you break up the yeah? With a bit of music? Oh, right. That's okay,
1: one so. of that's one of the coolest things, right? So when you get a topic, one of the bits that I love is going away and finding music that's appropriate to that topic. Mm. But the thing that is quite difficult about it is some of the self care, self awareness sort of stuff is like new concepts so to find music that goes with that concept can be quite difficult sometimes um you know like boundaries oh my god if you try to find something i can't even remember what i picked for boundaries easy Easy. Eh?
0: it's easy That is, it's really easy i I think what you're doing is you're looking for music in the wrong places really yeah i i think one one of the things is um, i i have my own uh podcast which is talking to musicians uh-huh. and what you got to do if if it's if it's a topic that's more contemporaneous that's mm-hmm. a great word um is you need to you need to be seeking out younger musicians yeah, because they probably absolutely. will be they will probably will be writing about it mm-hmm. i've had quite a lot of topic uh, conversations with younger musicians who will be writing about stuff like boundaries social media self yeah. care yeah all, all of that sort yeah. of thing yeah mm-hmm. which you know the older generation were were talking about um uh, drugs um mm. <laughs> and drugs and women drugs with <laughs> sex and drugs and, drugs and, and rock and roll, roll. yeah absolutely and all of that. You know, so uh, yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just like.
1: But the but the other thing is, there's maybe an opportunity in there, Graham, because I know that Hugh likes to put on young and unsigned artists. So if we maybe got like, I'll maybe get in touch with you if I have a newer kind of uh, one that I'm struggling and see if there might be anybody in your network that would maybe want to play something on the radio because I know Hugh would love to give people that opportunity. There's some weeks, like last week we did, rese- uh, was it last week or the week before we did recession? Well, my goodness, it was Money, Money, Money by ABBA. And then we had Material Girl by Madonna. And there was like loads of what, you know, loads of music that you could pick. And, And what I try and do is when I'm picking music for it, I try and get an age spread, so like it's not just I tend to pick newer stuff, but I, I try to look for older stuff too, and what one of the fun bits of the show is I pick and he'll picks, and then we 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 decide from which ones we've picked, which ones we're gonna do, and I'm always surprised at the stuff he picks, and he's always surprised at the stuff that I pick, you know, so it's actually one of the cool bits about doing the show is that we do the music and the chat too.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, my co-presenter on uh, A Better Way of Life, which is uh, a podcast that uh do, which is also the name of the business, um, Marianne says hello. Well, hi, She's hi Marianne. That, which is lovely. Okay. Right. Let's talk a little bit about what it is you do on a day-to-day basis then. So how? Yeah. How? what is it you do? How did you get into it?
1: Yeah, so I've I've had a bit of a, like, I just spoke in another podcast another week, a couple of weeks ago about how I've ended up here. Oh, sorry, that's my Mac. If you happen to do any kind of, do this, like do things again. pop up. Um, I think, is it two thumbs? Oh, now it's not doing it on demand. It does it randomly. Oh, like-, like there's, if you do this one, I don't know if it's going to work now it's not working so cool. you do all these weird things i did a post about it the other week sometimes you can do stuff and stuff cut appears on your mac um but yeah i did a, a podcast the other week where the person said how come you used to work offshore on the oil rigs and you've ended up doing what you're doing now that seems like a huge jump to what you're doing now, but it's not really. So um, I was in the oil and gas industry for like 20 years. Um, and I worked offshore. I was on a shift rotation. So I was on a two on two off. And I was usually the only woman on board. So I did the whole chopper thing and having it, to get dumped in the helicopter upside down and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then when I got taken back on shore, um I had done a bit of offshore and a bit of onshore. So I ended up getting a great oil industry job title that nobody's ever heard of you know the oil industry is terrible you get these job titles and you tell people what they are and they're like what because it doesn't make any sense Uh, production efficiency improvement specialist so i was a coach but they didn't like like the word coach so they made this fancy title but basically, I was the most un- unpopular coach you could ever meet, because if I was floated in your team, you weren't doing well. Which meant people loved me when I came in. <laughs> Not. Um, they, lo- they hated me at the start, but by the time I left, they loved me because usually I got them a result in the time that I'd be working there. So I did coaching there um, for a bit and they know uh, they paid for everything to get me trained and then i went away and made the career suicide decision to have a baby and when i came back after having my baby i got bumped into a horrible job that i hated and um I, i was looking for stuff um that to do that I enjoyed because that's kind of what I do is I I think enjoyment in your business life is so important because if you enjoy something you're generally good at it. So people don't think it's important, but it is your little guiding light inside to make sure that you go in the right direction. Um so I did a bit of work about they were losing, they were hemorrhaging women. So they would recruit 5050, but by the time they got to 35 it wasn't 50 50 anymore because the women were removing themselves because they wanted to have children Mm -hmm. and you can't work offshore if you've got children you know you can't be offshore if you're pregnant because if something goes wrong out there there's no medical services or anything for you so there was things like that going on so I did a bit of work and it reached quite a high level within the company CEO level and it really annoyed my boss. And about two weeks after that I got made redundant. So Brilliant. but when yeah. Yep. He I said to him that the CEO was going to be phoning me, which he did, which didn't go down well. And then he sent his head of global operations over to Aberdeen to spend a half day with me going over the proposal that I'd submitted. Um, but my boss it was an extra piece of work that was outside my role. Because I, you know, I was doing a bit of something that I enjoyed. So I was interviewing people and stuff and trying to get research in to find out why things were the way that they were. But anyway, that happened, made redundant, started my coaching business. But unfortunately, a month later, I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) Bad planning. It's quite funny because I tell people about planning all the time. There's the worst kind of planning that you could possibly have. Yeah. Start your business and then find out you're pregnant. And um, did,
0: did you ever find out how you got pregnant? Did you, did you work that Oh, out it too? was an,
1: a stork, must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Cabbage, leaf or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then I had my second son and I did a bit of coaching for a bit. But what I found with the coaching when I was doing it but, I got fed up of it Graham because what I found was I was ended up getting clients where I cared more about their business than they did. And, and I, I was having to push them and that's Mm. exhausting, you know, like, and, and I became a bit of an enabler and they were staying and I didn't want them to stay, you know, like for me, I don't want to tie anybody in past six months because if I haven't,
0: Lift people to... up get them to their like you know yeah. like releasing animals back into the wild
1: absolutely and yeah. and if i haven't managed to upskill you properly in 6 months i'm not doing my job properly hmm. you know and and so for me I, I i kind of i stepped back from it and then i thought the kids were little you'll know if you've got five kids when you've got little ones i t- you know two under 3 i needed to do something just to keep my, my head in the game, but that would fit around the kids being small. So then I went away and I was writing, ghostwriting LinkedIn stuff for people. So I did that for a, two or three years because with that, it fitted well with my life. I could just have a little chat and then I would go away and write. So it was perfect. It meant I didn't have to have a lot of face-to-face stuff. So I was doing that and then, you know, quite a few writing clients. And then the end of last year, I just got fed up of it. You know, like, I, I, I didn't want to be doing it anymore. So I was speaking to the who I do the radio with, and he's like, Athol, you're really good when you're training. And I said, hmm. He said, you bet you've got loads of training sitting on your shelf. And I said, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. And he said, go and look at your training and pull out the stuff that you love delivering the most. So, I had a look and I pulled out all the things that I really love delivering. And when I pulled that stuff out, I realised that it, there was a path. So, my programme that I do is called Basic Business Mastery because it's basic. Because what I notice with us business owners is we go and find out how to write a sales process or do a business plan or create a social media strategy but when we go to do that we go to an expert and the expert then tries to get us to be an expert but we don't want to be an expert we just want to know how to do the thing that we need to do the basic part of it and and I think a lot of the training that gets given is too prescriptive. So they'll give you it and you can't actually fit that in with your life or you don't actually have the skill set to be creating content, for example. Because it is a skill set. You need to be able to write. You need to be able to go and create visuals and things. And not everybody has it. Not everybody has that skill set. So like, I think there is definitely... Like when I do social media, what I say to people is before you start, what can you actually do? Can you create graphics and can you write? If you can't do that, you either have to decide whether you're going to spend your precious time upskilling in that area. We're just going to get somebody that does know how to do it to do it for you. So it's about spending that precious resource of your time in the right area so you get the result that you want. And I think with all of these things that we do as business owners, sometimes we don't have the thought in the beginning of what we actually want before we go and do the thing. And if we had that, we might not go as badly off track as we do. So I kind of speak to people about, you know, the business owner's journey, which is, hey, I'm going to start a business. It'll be amazing. There's going to be loads of people wanting my stuff. Right. So we go away and we start the business up and then we're like, oh, I've got no clients, (laughs) not making any money. What do I need to do? So. um, and then you have to go and learn all of these things that you need to do to be able to run your business so this course is for those people that are just starting and are totally overwhelmed and they don't know where to start because there's seven seven elements to supercharge your business so the first one is get clear on you what are you good at where do you add value and what do you actually want oh my goodness i'm not sure like the amount of people, when I ask them what they actually want and they don't know, is horrifying, you know? Do
0: you agree with yeah. that?
1: Yes. And wants I'm a neurodegenerative person as oh, well, yeah. by the way, yeah. Marianne. I'm dyslexic, so I just want... But I think that's maybe to do with my learning style. So I need to do to learn. Um. So you can teach me something, but I need to go away and actually do it before it cements the learning in my head. So I wonder if other neurodiverse people are like that, too. Um. So get good with you is number one. Number two is creating your offer. So once you know what you're what you're good at, where you add value and what you actually want, then you find out who your niche is, productize whatever it is you're trying to sell. I think people who have services really struggle with that part of it. And then you do a value ladder. I've done that with quite a few people. And when we value ladder their product or service, they're like, I now realize that I was just focusing in on this middle bit, but I didn't do the lead in or the, you know, I didn't have the bigger bit of my offer to have for people. And then number three in it is business planning. So we've all done it. So sat and written that big, massive Word document that we've put in a cupboard and never looked at again. And we take out years later and think, what a complete waste of time it was writing that out. I've never used it. But my business planning isn't like that. You get an action plan and it's to keep you doing the stuff that you've committed to do during the year. So I'll show you how to do the bits of it. But I'll also give you an action plan of what you need to do to go away and build your business
0: just a little thing on that you say we've all done it everybody's done a business plan everybody's done this but surely there's actually a lot of businesses that don't have a plan have never done actually a
1: there are quite a few that don't do that at all
0: yeah yeah i'd say most of them most on um, no, uh, no uh, well me... most of them don't have a plan at all they, they, they literally would have not a plan it would or the plans in here the plan's not ever written down yeah it's here yeah they can say no i've got a plan for my business i can tell you what my plan is i'm going this is what i do The or they can tell you all about their business Mm -hmm. from uh, talking through it with you they've never Mm -hmm. actually written it down so they've never seen it in black and white they've never actually then had the cold light of day in front of them. I think they're scared to write it down, actually. Because yeah, because then they have
1: to commit to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and the, the thing is with the, the business plan, most people say that they've got one. Um, maybe they're lying because they don't want to admit that they actually don't really have one written down.
0: Undoubtedly. But thing- <laughs> Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly.
1: <laughs> you think they all you know, liars? You
0: know, you know who you are, all of you. I and I can see you watching now. Look at you, Jake. You, you told me you did. You haven't.
1: Yeah. Oh. So with the business plan, what I do because I'm neurodiverse as well, I get overwhelmed really easily. So what I do with my business plan is I put filters on and only filter for a week or two weeks because if I look further out than that, then I start freaking out that I've got too much stuff to do and it's just not helpful for me. So the way that I've set up my business plan is because you use the filters and the action planning part of it to help you. So I do business planning then after we've done business planning social media strategy which is usually part of your business plan because you'll have a marketing bit of it but with the social media strategy what i kind of get people to do before they even start is be honest about what skills they've got be honest about how much time they've got to spend on it because as you well know you it can Hoover up loads of your time very quickly but i think when you're clear on that stuff at the beginning it stops you going off track um, and most important top tip for social media strategy is now you've got your niche which you did in module two where do they hang out because if you're working on a platform that your niche is not hanging out on that's a complete waste of your time so um i do all that stuff in social media strategy and then i do sales process loads of us business owners just say people say the word sales and it puts cold chill through us we don't like it it feels icky but the magic thing about having the right sales process is you can make it fit you and it makes sales a lot easier but you need to have some sort of sales process so I get I used to get when I was writing for people well I'm posting and I'm getting no leads and my pushback to that was have you got a sales process and guess what the answer was usually when I asked that question No. no Or they would bring me in to write and go, you're writing for me and I'm getting no leads. Yeah. How are you following up to the people that are kind of, you know, like, that's not my job. You brought me in to write. I'm writing. You know, my job is not to make your sales process or bring you leads or, you know, that's actually your job, not mine.
0: Quick quick question for you on that, because um, I I perhaps have a really interesting viewpoint on sales process. right? Uh, I believe very much in mechanisms. By the way, I believe that you need to have mechanisms in place in your business to to take people from one place to another, and I think that's that's really important mm-hmm. when it comes to sales. And, and my my view of sales has changed drastically over the years. Um, I, I took to sales like a duck to water. I started my first business when I was eleven years old. Um, I won a I won a uh, an award from Oxford University for my first business, uh, a, a young wow. enterprise award. Um, I've had businesses over the years. I've, I've uh, grown them, I've sold them, and, and, and whatever. Uh, te- teams of people under me, in terms of uh, sales, have been a sales director. But I I'm of the opinion that in this day and age we shouldn't sell and that that's a that's a may may be a a weird thing for people to hear but i i just don't think we should sell full stop Mm uh i think we should walk not sell so Mm -hmm. what i think and i think one of the problems that people have is that they're thinking all of the time it's not even necessarily that they it's not even the, the fact that a process scares them. It's the fact that it's a sales process and they're thinking in there they've got to sell. Mm-hmm. Right? But you don't. So, yeah. To me, um, I tend not to sell. Mm-hmm. I, tend to, I tend to have this walk with people. And in that walk, I ask them for resource. That's the way I like to, to term it. I, uh, we walk We walk nice together. Yeah, we walk together and as we're walking, we identify together where we want to go. And I say, I need some resource to help us go in that direction. And they resource me. And then yes. resource doesn't necessarily always mean money. It resource no. can be That person's time, that person's mm-hmm. energy, that, per- mm-hmm. that person's money or that, mm-hmm. that you know, uh it could, it could even be sort of introductions to people that, that are needed or, or whatever. It, it, or it could be, you know, I need to come into your software suite in order to let me do this or whatever. So it mm-hmm. could, be, could be lots of different things. But ultimately, it's about what do I need in order to enable me to work with you in order for us to get there? Mm hmm and i i don't know what about you but i find it actually the more you take the word sales out of the process the more comfortable it becomes for everybody
1: right so i basically the name of my module 5 is creating a sales process for people who hate selling there you go everybody hates selling but the thing is it's just about building the relationship isn't it so we always like if I go to buy something I always go to somebody that I know already and and like if you don't build relationships then you'll have no sales but there is actually a path for that and like you know the stats on how many people buy from an initial call is two percent and I think if you get to the fifth follow-up it's like 80 percent but the problem is people just don't follow up they don't check in with a person and say hey hey how are you doing i haven't spoken to you for a while how's things going in your business they don't keep you know keep the relationship alive and and the th- thing is you know if you've got a if you're neurodiverse like me probably like your memory isn't that great so having a crm that will remind me to give Bob a shout that I haven't spoken to for a while. I need that because otherwise I forget about people. And it's not not because I don't like them or I don't care about them or I don't work, want to work with them. It's just I forget stuff. So mm. if you've got like a process, it really helps just keep you on track with that sort of stuff. And then um, number six is doing feedback well. So loads of people really struggle with feedback. And I'm no different to anyone else. I have avoided it because I was always, you know, you could tell me 20 things that I'm doing amazing, but I'll be focusing in on that one thing that you didn't say that I did so good. Um, but teaching people some frameworks on how to do feedback well and get the result that they need out of it is really important. And I think it's one of the best tools that you've got to grow your business. And then the final one is networking, how to do networking well. And I've made loads of mistakes when I've done networking, been stuck in groups where I'm clock watching until the contract's finished so I can leave with people that I don't like, that I would never want to refer, you know. And I like my... What I share with people with the networking plan is just listen to your gut. You know, do you like these people? Would you refer them? Would you like to do some work with them? How does it feel when you're in the group? How much time do you have? Because some of these networking groups take up an exorbitant amount of time out of your week. Now, that's okay if you're getting results out of it. But if you're not getting results out of it, that's a major problem because we're all time strapped. So I think a bit of forethought before you go and network really helps. So that's kind of the program that I do, but it's basic stuff. So I'll give people like a, a really light touch f- framework, a bit of information about it. They can buy a video and go away and do it themselves, or they can buy a video and go, God, I need some help with this. Athel, can you come and do a session with me on that topic? And um, so I give them the choice. But the th- the ones that I think are most popular. The ones that I get asked for the most, Um, creating your offer is probably the one that people ask for the most, and probably business planning is second. But I found people wanted the business planning in December, so everybody seems to business plan in December for the following year. So I usually get people wanting the business planning November December because they're trying to set themselves up for the following year. Um, so that, but while I've been recording this doing all the blooming editing which is just (laughs)
0: listen folks editing it's hard work (laughs) it's horrible it's a horrible job so well well, it's it's all right it's all right if you can multitask i mean i I quite often listen to heavy metal whilst editing no i don't um yeah no it's it's really it's really quite intense time consuming Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and people don't realize that so. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and you know, of course, me being used to just deliver. um, when I was doing it and getting it ready to put it on to the bit of software that I'm using, my VA had said to me, oh, Athol, it needs to be done in sections. And I was like, I can't do that. You know, like when you're mid flow, stop download that but then start again like no so i had to i just went and delivered the eight courses like fully the 45 minutes and then had to go back oh somebody editing i feel you're R- paying richard, richard. Is,
0: uh thank uh, you know friend of the show i'm listening to this while everything yeah you're you're you're, you're a multitasker and a half richard we know that good man oh, but designing I- at the same time
1: and, 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 and listening
0: looking to heavy out metal. Yeah, and, <laughs> and listening to heavy metal. He's writing heavy metal whilst he's editing, whilst darning, whilst looking out for pictures. Do <gasps> oh,
1: uh, this. This? you see this thing about men not being able to multitask? Not true. That's um telling. yeah, but with the editing, so i done all the I did the eight videos and then I had to cut them all into mm. sections so I could then upload them to be training. So that was great. I was like, yes, I've made it. I've recorded all these videos. It's taken me like a month to do all this stuff. And then I had like a week of editing them all to get them into a format that I could then. So with the programme, um, now I've got to go and I've taken my website down. I'm doing all that and then it will get put up. And then I've got quite a lot of meetings for people that are wanting to to speak about the product and stuff so I'm just in launch at the moment yeah. so I've kind of not been speaking to people so much over the last week while because I've been busy busy doing all of this stuff to get it ready so it's kind of timely that you message me this week saying hey Arthur
0: well that, yeah, now this was a point that I just wanted to raise as well um you know my big business tip in life full stop is be cheeky as well. <laughs> if, if you're not cheeky you're gonna lose out right Because i literally just messaged i mean we, i think we had one little chat about some post or something like that and then there was a you know and, and then we connected there was an introduction and whatever and then i just immediately said what are you doing midday on on friday and and she said yes she and now she's here you see and sometimes i think people just think too much they just beat around the bush and i just don't think like that i just think let's get on with it it's just you know do
1: you know what it is i think it's a mindset thing so like i just think for me linkedin right my linkedin is just the best opportunity i have to meet cool people And I've met so many really cool people from all different places. And um, I think if you're open to that and think this is just an opportunity to make a new business friend, um, it just works. If it's when people think, oh my goodness, I've got to go on to LinkedIn and post, then it just like sucks all the joy out of it and yeah. then it doesn't make it fun. So if you approach anything with the mindset of, oh, oh my goodness, like editing, <laughs> caught after we've just been, you go into editing you go, oh God, I hate editing. It's going to take ages. And like, it, it just makes it, whereas if you go at yourself, right, okay, this is going to be painful, but... If I get it done, if my courses and that will all be finished. And and if you just approach something and just switch your mindset about it, it doesn't seem like such a drag. If you think it's going to be a drag, it will be.
0: You well, know. Do you know what? That's interesting because uh, and anyone uh, I hate to self promote other shows, but uh, if anyone wants to listen to uh, our podcast next Friday, eight eight am in the morning um, on Friday, and uh, Marianne will know that uh, one of the first things to talk about is approaching every day like it's friday because because you know and when you read these posts during the week right where it's like it's monday or it's like oh it's hump day or whatever you feel, get off yourself it, every day is like friday right yeah you know, you know you know like the cure song yeah yeah it's friday i don't like monday. in love yeah right <laughs> yeah it's basically basically you've got to have that kind of mindset right it's just like you know every you know, every day is is Friday. Every day is a positive day. Blah, blah, blah. Make make that your mindset, and then yeah. boom, you get into it. We we and, oh, we're so so good at like. Oh, yeah. But
1: the thing is, you can plan it as well. So like you can plan it so it isn't like that, right? So if you have something like Ian, my business partner that i run linked online with which is our networking group ian's a really big introvert and he's a total techie guy and he does um a face-to-face event every month yeah he's one of them in his cave um right so he does a face-to-face event uh once a month and he's hilarious when he comes on the next day he can't even talk or anything you know like it's like somebody's just emptied everything out of his tank he can't like because he's had to spend like three or four hours in the company of lots of people Um. so I said to him Ian I know you find this exhausting he's like I do I said, why are you putting yourself through this? Do the the event, but then the next day, take the day off. And he's like, I can't, I've got to run the networking meeting. And I said, but you've got a business partner. You know, I might not do it as amazingly well as you do it, but I'll do it adequately enough. Let's just, us do a deal that when you've got an in-person event, I do the meetings the next day. How's that? He was like, really? And I said, Yeah, that's the whole point of having a business partner is so we can help each other out with this sort of stuff.
0: It's amazing. It is amazing.
1: But but if you think about it and go, right, this is going to make me exhausted. I'm only going to do it for a little bit. And then I'm going to go and do something that I really enjoy doing to fill my tank back up after I've just drained it, doing the monotonous, horrible stuff that I don't like doing.
0: Now, there may be people watching, um, there may be people watching uh, there may be people watching that are thinking, as you do quite often on this show, uh, what on earth has this got to do with ergonomics, or what has this got to do with uh, you know well-being, or whatever. I'm going to tell you because I always manage to mm, segue. I'll read Segue. it back <laughs> in, and the reason being, I think, is because one of the thing very important things you said in the middle of there is you need to enjoy it. Right. When one of the, one of the, it doesn't matter what we do in terms of, you know, trying to make you more comfortable in terms of how you're sitting in your seat, whether your monitor's at the right height, whether you're using the right equipment with your laptop or any of those things. Right. Fundamentally, two things here. One, if you don't enjoy what you do, right, it's, gonna it's Absolutely. going to hurt. It's going to hurt.
1: Hundred agree.
0: Secondly, also, if uh, if you're not enjoying it and you've got no time away from it and it becomes a burden, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Then again, however, right the environment or whatever else, etc., you're going to feel beholden to the job and actually mm. you're not going to improve your well-being. So I think this actually is a fundamental ergonomic principle which is you need to enjoy your work absolutely and you need to you need to enjoy what you are doing right yes absolutely I totally having agree. said all of that having said all of that is there room i'm going to ask is there room within what you're doing to talk a little bit to some of the people that you work with about their well-being from an ergonomics point of view because I wonder how many. I wonder how many of them are aware that actually you can make some difference, depending upon how you work. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one of one of the main things that Stephen, who's not here today, hi Stephen, wherever you are, uh, <laughs> we'll talk a lot about because that's what his company Backerelkaisen do is things like laptop stands and whatever. We still mm-hmm. see so many people hunched over a, a laptop for long periods of the day and whatever mm-hmm. and it's absolutely killing them mm-hmm. and that actually then you know it has a, a massive impact in terms mm-hmm. of their productivity mm-hmm. even if they do enjoy it because actually they can't be, stay comfortable you know and and things Can like I... taking breaks and whatever yeah go for it
1: Can, right so I had a double mistake to me in reconstruction And massive, like, I woefully did not know how big that surgery was going to be, right? But the biggest problem that I had after I had that surgery, because it's so big on your chest, I was doing this and hunching all the time because I was trying to protect my chest because I had big scars and it was a massive bit. I had really bad back problems afterwards. Just from trying to protect my chest after what happened. So, not having the right seat, sitting in my sofa where I could put the recliner up and type, I just exacerbated everything. And if your back health isn't good, it affects everything. You know, like the quickest way to realize how important your back is, is to get a back injury because you can't pick things up, you can't put your shoes on, you can't like, it affects everything. So actually looking after your back health, I think is so important because if you don't have it, you can't do anything else. So, you know, doing the stuff that you do, people, unfortunately so, um, people don't realize that they need what you've got until it's too late.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I will pick up on Richard's point as well. I can honestly say I love my work. I know you do, Richard. We, lo- we love your work as well. I think mm-hmm. poor posture and problems of that sort often spring from not enjoying one's work. I do. I, I honestly think that you, to, to some extent it's to do with what you've got in the environment and how you're using it. But I also mm-hmm. think that it's then exacerbated by if, if you close up because you don't enjoy something. You adopt mm. postures that are almost mm. defensive and mm. sullen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually uh you know if you enjoy stuff then you do you physically open up a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. It's really interesting where in times when I've been to um offices in different parts of the world, Holland's a great example. Mm-hmm. And uh I've often talked about this, you know Whereas in the UK, we sit and we tend to, in an office situation, we tend to all do this. And we kind of watch other people and just see how little they're moving and we kind of don't move, Mm -hmm. you know. And someone comes into the office and we go... Or, you know, if we're feeling really, you know, really adventurous, we go, hi... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and then you then i've been to you know places like holland and you know they're sat there in the office and they're going hello yes oh hello yes come on in right i'm going to uh yes i'm going to stand and uh let's have this meeting now and yes and it's like yes come on you know and there seems to be so much more movement
1: yeah, and, and it's and
0: infectious I, as well. It's really infectious.
1: Yeah, I I used to work in open plan. And I hated it because obviously I'm neurodiverse, so I suffer with sensory overload quite yep. a bit. And I've actually got earlins, so that that's a light oh, wow. thing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which I didn't realise until my son was diagnosed having I earlins mean, and being alexic. Yeah. So I only realised probably in the last two or three years, and then it was like, ah. Oh, That's why I don't like fluorescent light. And that's why when I worked offshore, it was all fluorescent light. I was exhausted all the time because my brain was having to process, you know, twice as hard as anybody else's brain because of the light thing. I'm just Um, going to
0: interrupt very quickly just to show you this, by the way. This is a backup product, by the way. What's that? a big no, it just made really. me
1: do a thumbs up again and i
0: never did ah, anything there. look at that so, so annoying this is, this is this is actually a product called um energy by light from backer right and if i i can demonstrate it really quickly uh if i press my little button here here we go hopefully yep yeah. uh so i'm just gonna do this hopefully you might see yeah oh, it's getting on. dimmer yeah oh how about oh there's brightness offset you won't see it completely uh because of the you know the camera but you can see that i can alter that and you can see that i can see the temperature of that's changing quite significantly look at that yeah yeah um so anyway this this light changes during the day to, to fit with your circadian rhythm
1: Oh, right, okay, see yeah. what what I've got is I've got ireland so you know you see there's people with the funky colored glasses on and you yeah. think, oh, you pretentious person wearing blue glasses and um, actually not, not it's not they actually need it. so I've got Erlins, but the the really cool thing is I've got a Mac and the ireland filters are built into the screens of the Mac. So I don't need to wear my glasses, my my coloured, uh, they're grey glasses I have to wear. So actually, with your Mac and your phone, you just switch the Airlines filter on. That means I don't have to wear my glasses. And then if I do have, I've got my little grey gray, gray glasses that I have to wear if I need to go anywhere that's got lo- loads of fluorescent light and things. So like there's like for every kind of condition that you've got, there is a fix My earphones are noise cancelling ones, which really helps me. So if I went into a busy office, I would have my earphones on and my glasses probably just to help me manage that. Otherwise, I get sensory overload quite a lot. But that's the thing with this stuff. There's always something that you can get if you've got an issue you know, there's always a bit of tech or a new seat or a standing desk or special lights or there's always a bit of tech that can help with whatever it is. You just need to go and look for it.
0: Yep. It's all there to help you, but it all mm-hmm. starts with loving your work. So absolutely, there you go. That's today's lesson. The, the lesson today is love your work. If you don't love your work, then write in on the postcard. Uh, The address will be below um, shortly. um, Can I
1: just say one little thing about loving your work? I always say to people, do a joy review.
0: Oh, that's a beautiful idea.
1: What? Just write a list of the stuff that you love doing. And um, what I always say to people is there's tank drainers and tank fillers. There's stuff that fills your tank up and there's stuff that drains your tank. And as long as you keep a balance of it, sometimes people are exhausted because not because they're doing too much, because they're not doing enough of the stuff that fills your tank up. Yeah. But if you don't even consciously know what that stuff is to fill your tank up, how can you use it to fill your tank up? So just sit down and write a list of the things that you love doing. My kids have got it written on the fridge they've got their joy list um you see look it's doing it um they've got their joy list on the fridge so if they're feeling a bit meh which we all do they go and do something off their joy list and and so i think everybody should have a joy list of stuff that they love so if they're feeling a bit flat and a bit meh they can go and do that and make themselves i think that's
0: true that's true split your day up into tasks uh, and split some of them up into joy ones and you know, yes. if, you, if you're just just getting into a, a yucky period where it's just like mm, just just stop for a minute just stop and do a joy one yeah that yeah uh there we go love the analogy about the, the uh tank drainers yeah absolutely and um dan uh d- by the way, Dan is uh, an amazing guy, by the way, as well. Uh, so worth you um, connecting with Dan. Connecting mate. with That's him. Dan yeah. and he's guide dog Zodiac. Cool.
1: I'm presuming, is it a lab, Dan? because I love it, labs. We had a chocolate a lab. lab. Yep. <gasps> they're just and, the uh, best
0: dogs. Dan's quite right. Yeah, a lot of people aren't aware of solutions, um, and especially mm-hmm. around the, the area that Dan works in of uh, hearing impairment and visual impairment.
1: Scary,
0: mm-hmm. actually, the figures. In terms of hearing impairment, it's scary how many people in the workplace actually have some form of hearing impairment. Mm-hmm. You know, t- mm-hmm. uh, tinnitus is very, very uh, common mm-hmm. indeed uh we've had a wonderful show we're we're running out of time it's it, we've reached the end we've talked for an hour it's just a wonderful thing and so many wonderful I, people have given their wonderful uh opinions as well and and joined in the whole conversation it's been a pleasure meeting you i
1: Look know thank you for inviting me in. on thank you for um, inviting me on i really appreciate it
0: if you're on the 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 socials and uh and like linkedin and you find Ethel uh do connect with her have a have a conversation maybe yeah. uh put a bit of joy back into your uh working life get get a business plan don't just say you've got one actually get a business plan
1: i th- i wonder you know if there's it? a secondary question that i need to ask to uncover the fact that they're fibbing graham
0: yeah um what would what would let, let you know that show me living? it
1: show me the business plan
0: yeah. I've got a business plan show me it right now yeah <laughs> would you would you bet a whole box of crispy creme donuts on that Ah, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't right you haven't got one then there we go <laughs> and I only thought of crispy cremes because uh for some reason google uh sorry chrome decided to send me some kind of link to Krispy Kreme Donuts. It must be one o'clock on a Friday, Krispy Kreme Donut time. Um, Until next week, this has been uh, Wow Ergonomics. Hope you've enjoyed this. Please do share this link. And uh, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, hope you're enjoying it. Do give us a follow and a like and all of that sort of thing as well. It's really uh, appreciated. You can catch up with previous episodes of this at wowergonomics.com. Until next week, look after yourselves out there. And uh, remember, spread a little happiness as you go by. Mm -hmm. Bye for now. Bye.